And it reminds me of these times today of, are we going to stand up and are we going to be counted or are we going to hide and let fear run us? And in these conditions, we must perform, we must be our best self. We must find a way to have an impact on other people, not just ourselves, because by giving, it also gives us a lot back as well emotionally. Hi Luke, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Thanks for connecting virtually. Yeah, all good. Is that your living room, is it, or is it a bedroom? Right. It's actually, I call it my new arena, which sounds really great. However, it is my, it is my lounge. It's now my new arena. So all furniture to the side, so I can have a whiteboard up and a bit of space to walk around and think and speak to many people like yourself. Ah, brilliant. Listen, Luke, thanks a lot. I know you're stacked at the minute. I know Zoom call after Zoom call. We'll touch on that in a minute. I know 90% of your day is usually run by events and being on stage, obviously, with the changes in the world at the minute. You're homebound like the rest of us. So I've got a load of questions for you today. Hopefully you can help all our listeners, marketing professionals, anyone out there in the professional arena working from home, really. Uh, I'm hoping you can help them out today with some tips, uh, tips and advice. So it's all right if I throw some questions at you and get going. Yeah, go for it, Mark. And I'm going to, I know we haven't discussed this previously, so I'm gonna, I might throw some questions back at you just to test you and see how you're ready as well. Yeah, <laughs> l- l- love a curveball. Let's do it. Yeah, well up for that. Luke. Okay, so as you know, um, country is in a bit of uproar at the minute. Everyone's at home. Our entire team, there's 40 of us working from home. Uh, I've had a lot of company calls, individual calls, and some of our team are finding it challenging in isolation, Luke. I'll be honest with you. Uh, as, yeah. as you know, we're social animals and suddenly um, this challenge of being isolated at home, not being able to see anyone or interact. Uh, we've got a culture, we've got a big breakout area, everyone chats, everyone goes on lunch together and suddenly we're all stuck in our third rooms and bedrooms. And have you got any, have you got any advice? I know you've been speaking to companies over the last couple of weeks and I'm sure these challenges come up. Have you got any advice how we can overcome these, uh, these challenges? Yeah, you know what, Mark, it's a real big topic at the moment. And a lot of my time is being spent here kind of thinking of new ways of working and new ways of being. And a lot of the guys that I'm talking to are finding it really challenging from going from being around so many people, whether it's in an office or um, any kind of working environment, now being quite isolated on their own at home. And a lot of the questions I'm getting is, how do I create an environment that inspires me and gives me energy to perform every day? even in the challenges that we've got. So number one, not only to perform at work, but how can I perform as a parent? How can I perform as a husband or a wife? How can I perform as a son or a daughter? Because there's so many different aspects that are going to change right now. It's a massive transition of, of the way that we live. So what I've been doing, and I'm in the same position, Mark, as well, which is really interesting because I'm thinking of ways to help others while I'm developing my own ways of being in the now as well. So a lot of what I'm sharing is things that I'm trying and doing and eliminating things that don't work for me to find things that do and just sharing with people what I'm looking to do, being doing, and what I've found works well for me and that hasn't worked well. I think people will gradually find their own way of adapting to this. There's one area that I've really focused on a lot with people. It's rather than going into that kind of worry and fear around what if, this happens? What if that happens? How long could we be in lockdown for? What if the supermarket shut? 
What if my job um, is no longer there in weeks to come? So all the what ifs quite often take us to a place of anxiety and fear. So what I'm really working hard for people to, for people to do is, and me as well, is living today. So live in the present. Focus on what we've got today. Listen to the government only regarding all these topics, rather than all the noise that we hear via social media, via many people that are posting things that actually aren't correct, which usually take our mind down, well, what if they do do that? What if that does happen? Because that's leading to a lot of fear and anxiety with people. It really is causing an issue. And a lot of it isn't true as well. So I'm really working with people to stay in the now, stay in the present. Focus on your day. Focus on your daily schedule for today. And then let's see what tomorrow brings. And that's to say, while we're working with our children from home, let's focus on today. Let's not get too wrapped up in what's the next week, month, two months, three months going to be like. Let's focus on today. Let's enjoy today the best that we can with the challenges that we face. And then when we get to tomorrow, we'll go again. And that's not saying don't have a bigger vision, because I'm all about having a bigger vision of where you want to get to. However, to keep people safe mentally and physically right now, it's how can I have a good day today? And one of the areas, Mark, that I've been working on for people, because I've found quite a lot, when I'm looking on social media, like we all do, because we've got a little bit more time, you see people in the supermarket, like cramming their trolleys full of toilet rolls. And people acting in quite a selfish behavior, like survival mode. However, what I've also seen is some amazing acts of kindness. People that are really are giving to the world as well. And I think in this way of being, I want us, I want to empower myself and other people to behave in a way today that if we fast forward the clock three, four, five, six months time, and we look back on ourselves today, are we proud of the person that we was in that moment there? Or do we look at that individual and go, I can't believe that I did that. I can't believe that I stacked up my trolley full of loo roll. I can't believe that I stopped paying my direct debit to my local gymnastics club and they had to shut down when actually I didn't have the money, but I behaved through fear. Now, I know people are going to go through a lot of challenges financially as well. It's not panicking. It's living today. The government are doing loads of things to support us and help us. Let's not have that knee-jerk reaction and panic. Let's think about, okay, three months' time, when I look back on myself, am I going to be proud of the person that I was in them challenging moments? Because it's easy when it's easy. I often use the analogy, uh, the metaphor of when I was a young sportsman, I remember playing football against Marine away in Liverpool. And if anybody's ever been to that ground, it was a stadium that you just didn't want to go to. It was all the crazy scouts that looked flying into tackles. And it was, it was an horrendous place to go, a place that you never wanted to play. And I used to know a lot of the players and I got on really well with them. The lads that used to be at Liverpool and Everton that, that didn't break through like myself with their non-league players. And I remember it was winter, and I can remember turning up to Marine Away. Now, you never wanted to play against Marine Away in the winter because it was just awful conditions. And we get to the stadium, and literally we're walking in, we're freezing cold, hailstone in, the pitch is like concrete, and we're desperate for the game to get called off. We're thinking, we hope the referee calls us off because the scouters are going to love this. They're going to be all over us. So the, the ref decides the game's going to go ahead and the manager sits us down. And what he did before the game, he says, you know what, boys? He said, I'm not going to talk about tactics. I'm not going to talk about anything. All I'm going to say is one thing. I will find out more about you today 
than I will do in any beautiful sunshine and climate. I'll find out more about you guys today while the pictures rock hard. It's freezing cold and it's winter. I'll find out more about you today as people than I will do when the grass is green and the sun is shining and the rainbows are out. I'll find out more about who you are today than ever in these conditions. And we were all thinking, what does he mean by that? So we go out, play the game, we come back in at the end of the game, and just sat us all down, and it just literally went, if I needed somebody, and I was in the trenches, I'm going to tell you now who I'd take with me and who I wouldn't. There's people, not football players, there's people. And he literally went round and went, yes, yes, no, 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 yes, no, yes, yes, no, no. And you sat there thinking, yes, no, what's the reasons for that? And at the end, he explained, he said, today you had a choice. You had a choice to hide or you had a choice to stand up and be counted. And the ones that stood up to be counted today will be with me when the grass is green and the sun is shining. And I remember that message. That message was probably about 16 years ago. I learned that. And it reminds me of these times today. Of Are we going to stand up and are we going to be counted or are we going to hide and let fear run us? And in these conditions, we must perform. We must be our best self. We must find a way to have an impact on other people, not just ourselves. Because by giving, it also gives us a lot back as well emotionally. Yeah, I love, I love that, Luke. I love the idea about being present. I think it was Bob Proctor who said, 80% of your worries and problems will never happen. I think that's the saying that I, it always stuck with me, that we worry about so much yeah. stuff in the future and it'll never happen. So just being present in that day, worry about the task at hand. And, and this leads to another thing Tony Robbins always says, and, and some other mentors I have, is go on a news fast. And we're always taught in coaching, go on a news fast, stop that negativity. And it's so difficult now with with social media controversies. You've got uh, the news channels on everywhere you go, the radio's on. How, how can we cut that noise out, Luke? Or, or do you agree with me? Is it, is it worth even cutting that noise out? I think the noise, we have to decide what is noise and what is music. <laughs> So it's what do we want to hear? Who do we want to follow? Who do we want? Whose messages do we want to really listen to in these challenging times? And the noise, we either unfollow it, we don't watch it, we don't listen to it. Because the noise is what's causing people to get so worried about situations that actually possibly won't ever happen. The real stuff that's being put out there by the experts, by the guys that have got the knowledge, we must just listen to them and deal with what they're telling us. And, and cut out everything else. Follow inspirational people that are giving us hope. And that's not false hope. There's a lot of people out there. We know what the times are. We're not saying let's be unrealistic and pretend nothing's happening. I just believe that the way that we look at this situation will define how we think and feel about it, which will depend on our outcome of what we get from this. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's let's get down some tactical stuff then, if you don't mind, Luke. So. I know you've yeah. been busy supporting organizations over the last couple of weeks. You've been hosting loads of Zoom sessions, companies all over the country, really. Uh, some, some big, large companies, obviously, I can't mention their name, but I know who they are. Um, would you mind sharing some of the strategies that they've been paying you uh, or you've been yeah. teaching them over the last couple of weeks to, to help our listeners, really? Yeah, of course. So a session that I did on Monday, um, this was something that I developed. So it was, how do we have an impact right now so how do we have an impact right now even though us as individuals are facing the same challenges as everybody else 
how do we give to give? So how do we give to give, not give to get? And I think at the moment, people are quite good, like going into that survival mode of thinking, what can we do for ourselves? And I'm thinking, well, my strategy is, what can I do for others? What can I do to help other people? Because we all know when we do a good deed to somebody else, we feel good as well. So it gives us a lot of self-satisfaction. And for me, there's no better strategy than this for me personally right now. And I've literally had a message through this morning from an operational director at a company that took this on board from Monday. And he sent me a list of things that he's gone away and done that he potentially wouldn't have done before. And the self-gratitude that he feels from what he's done in that moment is so empowered to do more of it. So I talk about what impact can we have on the people around us? And I don't mean in terms of sat next to us. I mean in terms of the people that we zoom in with, the emails that we send, the texts that we send, the voice note, the video. How can we have a positive impact on the people that we come across? If we are going for a walk on the street or in the park and we come across somebody, as long as they're at a distance, we can still say hello and engage with them and try and brighten up their day. I was walking yesterday and there was an old lady and she started to do a, a loop to walk away from me, understandably. And now sometimes that can feel a bit impersonal because of that connection that we're so used to. And as she started to walk, I did the same, so she felt comfortable with her decision. And I just said, hi, how are you? And I was with my little eight-year-old daughter, and she said, oh, I just needed to get out of the house. My nerves are really bad. I'm, I'm feeling really like, anxious about things. And we stood for 15 minutes, and I thought in that moment, I just wanted to give her the best that I can to help her for the rest of the day. But we just had a nice chat and a conversation with my daughter, you know, where she's from, what she's been doing, how she's coping, what she's been up to. We brought smiles to our faces. We brought some energy. And after 15 minutes, we went our separate ways. So in these moments, how can we have an impact on anybody that we talk to, speak to, send a video to, without getting drawn into the outside world and the noise of negativity? How can we stay optimistic in these times? And these are the kind of areas that I've looked at helping people within. So number one is energy. So how can we create an energy within ourselves every day to be able to have an impact on others? And in terms of energy, is you know, nutrition, exercise, yoga, uh, walking, thinking, reading, journaling, helping other people. This all helps our energy be raised. And what happens when our energy is raised, I believe we have an aura. We have an aura. We have more of a presence, whether it's talking on a camera or meeting somebody in the street. People are just drawn to you because you're giving an energy off of, I can help you. I'm going to give you my time right now. And I'm feeling good, so I'm thinking good, and I'm going to help you the best that I can. So what are we doing in these challenging times to remain energized? One organization I'm working with at the moment, so Monday they do Motivational Monday with me, Tuesday's yoga, where everybody zooms in, 90 people. Wednesday was a psychologist today, amazing, talking about how when an event comes in, we have a response that gives us an outcome. The e, the e plus the R equals the O. It was amazing. The event plus the response equals the outcome. And we were talking about what else can we do. So Friday and Thursday, we've got a fitness instructor that's going to come online and do a session for us all. Now, there's all these apps that are free. And there's all these things that we can do. However, the impact that we're having of everybody coming on at the same time, doing yoga 
and having a little laugh and a joke at how flexible or not that we are and the attire that we wear, that's given people more energy for the rest of their day and then they've gone on to share that message to somebody else. Why don't we try a bit of yoga in the morning? So the energy is infectious. Number two is the effort that we bring. And these are all very much linked as you can probably see. So if I've got more energy, I'm likely to put more effort in to everything that I do. Now I'm not just talking about work here, Mark. I'm talking about um, children, homeschooling. If we haven't got much energy and we're a bit tired and a bit sluggish, sluggish, and I'm trying to teach my child fractions <laughs> and it's not going so well, my response isn't always going to be of one that a teacher would choose. So how, by having good energy, it helps us put more effort in every day with people. And by effort, I talk about where have that mentality where if it's a text message, an email, a phone call, a video, approach it with the same importance that you would any piece of work. If you're homeschooling your children, am I putting in as much effort as I can for this? Am I taking care of my energy to be able to put the right amount of effort in? And the third one is something that I live by as much as I can wherever I go to the point where it is just me, is enthusiasm. Um, because enthusiasm, again, I, back to when I was a young professional sportsman, I remember playing in a second team game, a reserve team game, and it was the last game of the season. It didn't really matter from a terms of in the league table of who won. And we were playing against Nottingham Forest. I was at Blackburn Rovers at the time, at Ewood Park. Nobody watching. And it was the end of the season. Nobody there. And we played the game. We were getting beat 3-1. And the ball goes out of play. And I was the kid. I played football as the kid still. And I do everything as the kid still, full of passion and energy. And the ball goes out of play. And I'm jumping over the ball into the stand because there's no support to throw the ball back to find the ball, to get it back on and get the game going again with like five minutes left and we're losing 3-1. Because in my mind, I'm like, come on, we can get back in this game. Because I, I had that enthusiasm to just do the best that I could and to win. So enthusiasm, to me, is really important right now that we show the passion that we've got for what we're doing. And whether it's homeschooling, speaking to our partners, making the phone call, let's not, let's not let our enthusiasm drop. Let's keep our energy up. Let's keep putting effort in and let's show enthusiasm in all that you do. And that football manager, Mark, actually, it was really funny. After the game, he maybe knew I wasn't going to go on to be a successful sportsman. He, after the game, he said, Luke, can I have a chat with you? And his name was Rob Kelly. And he pulled, I've always remembered this. He said to me, Luke, do you know what? He said, the enthusiasm that you showed on that pitch today, when really it's an end-of-season game, the enthusiasm that you showed, he said, forget football. If you take that in any walk of life that you go into, you'll always do well. And that was literally a one-minute conversation that I've stuck with me. That's 23, 22, 23 years ago he said that. And I've tried my best to always stay enthusiastic, even when I'm feeling the pain and the challenges like everybody is. How can I look after my energy to put in maximum effort while showing enthusiasm at the same time? And a great way to keep this checked up, Mark, is just every day, you know, just asking yourself from one to five, um, number one, how much energy did I have? Not very good. Number five, I was full of energy. I was, I was vibrant. And looking at, okay, if my score was low, one, two, or three, what did I do differently to when my score was four or five? 
So when you score four or five, you may be doing things like yoga, meditation, if people like meditation, exercise, cycling. Your energy, without you knowing it, is going to be higher. And when your score's lower, you look at it and go, yeah, I've not been doing the physical activity. I've not been reading. Um, I went to bed really late because I was watching Netflix, which is all fine to do, by the way. It's just looking at when your energy is low and your energy is high, or when your effort's low and your energy is high, your enthusiasm's low or high, what are you doing differently to when it's low to high? Because you said to me this morning, great example, you said, Luke, do you know what? I got into a great routine. I was doing my exercise, my meditation, my journaling, and then all of a sudden this happened. Now, when you were doing that in habits and routine, where would you have scored yourself in terms of energy, effort, and enthusiasm? Without a doubt, I'd have been in the high fours and fives. Um, I was, I was, I was in a, a good, a good routine, should we say, Luke? Uh, until kind of a week ago, I found myself staying in bed a little bit later now, not exercising until the evening. I missed a couple of days journaling, so I've, I've got out of routine really. But I've, I've had a word with myself, and I think with this new scoring yeah. system, I'm going to get back there pretty <laughs> quick. So thank, thank and, you. And how, where would you score yourself, just out of interest? when you've not been doing the routine, because I know you really well, and I know how kind of you love your personal development, you know, you challenge me to learn more without what you do, it's brilliant, I love talking to you. Where have you scored yourself when you've been out of habit? Have you noticed that your effort, your energy, enthusiasm, without you probably knowing it, has just dropped a little bit? Absolutely, Luke. Yeah, it drops to the twos and threes. I'd never say I'd drop to a one. I'm always quite enthusiastic, but it's definitely dropped a point or two over the last, uh, the last week, which... Uh, I will address. <laughs> so just, just something for you, Mark, out of interest. At what point did you start to think, actually, I've got out of routine here? Because sometimes it might be one day, and then before we know it, that leads to a week. So at what point did you check it and notice? For me, it's a, it's a feeling. Uh, if I'm getting stuff done, if I'm up early, if I'm exercising, if I'm journaling, if I, if I get all them quick wins in at the start of the day, uh, I feel good in myself and I haven't been feeling so good because I have been missing this. So for me, it's a feeling. Uh, and then obviously the reaction to that is um, awareness, really. Uh, I do that through journaling. So I keep a, a journal very similar to what you've showed where I score different things like clarity, productivity, energy. It's next to me now. Courage. So I score these yeah. on a daily basis anyway. So it ties into a lot of what you've done. I'm sure I can add, uh, add your values in there as well. Just, just on that then, Mark. So, you know, obviously you're a business owner as well. So you're going through these times like all of us. How do you find the knock-on effect from if you are lowering your scores like a two or a three in your energy effort enthusiasm do you find that that cascades maybe subconsciously to the people around you or do you find that you just find a way to internalize that and still put on the face that you want to in these challenging times uh, enthusiasm's infectious you know the saying uh, i guess it doesn't matter if you're on video or in person um f for me that's that should be number one enthusiasm uh yeah as, as a leader as a business owner as a marketing manager or marketing director that's one thing we should we should prioritize uh, even if it's for that 30 minute zoom call put your game face on and, and be enthusiastic on that call so yeah yeah good a lot of our listeners, as already mentioned, are team leaders, uh, marketing managers, marketing directors uh, who lead teams. What can, what can these guys do to keep their teams motivated? Have you got any ideas for us? So teams that are working from home and the, the leader of the team, 
trying to keep everybody enthusiastic or, or coming together still. Absolutely. So you, you give us uh, that three-step system. How can we implement that? Have you got any ideas to yeah. bring more enthusiasm within teams, to give more energy? Yeah. Okay. So I was listening to Simon Sinek, who we both follow his work really well. And he suggested in the morning doing like a, a team huddle that you literally all zoom in together. And it's just two minutes each person or one minute each person, depending on how many you've got, how many is in your team. But you literally just check in and say, are you okay? And it's not about work. It's not about customers and clients. It's all about, are you okay? And where can we all support each other right now, today, for tomorrow? So one strategy would be every single morning, just for a few minutes, however big your team is, if it's five, six, 10 people, if it's 40 people, you might do it in smaller groups. But everybody has that 9 a.m., 8 a.m., whatever time you guys start, and you have that morning huddle of are you okay and that's all it is it's about each other and it might be somebody sharing something that they're doing to stay focused and optimistic it might be somebody that's sharing a challenge and somebody may have an answer or an idea of what they've done to help them and then offline then two people can connect and, and have more conversations so that's one thing that i would suggest now from a leader's point of view the challenge is, is that they're going through exactly the same as everybody else so for the owner of the organization, the CEO, the managers, everybody's going through the same personal challenges of my family, my children, you know, so we're all going through it. So this is a great time, I believe, for leaders within teams and organizations to really step up and connect with people like they've never connected before. Take it to a real humanistic point of view on a personal level. It's not about statistics. It's not about the KPIs. It's about... How are you doing? How can I help you more today? What can I do to support you in these times? Connect with people because quite often I see it in the corporate world, it becomes about have we hit our numbers? How are we performing on our sales? How many calls have we made? How many interactions and meetings have we had? That's what we talk about. Now is more, more than ever important that we talk about how are you feeling today? How are you thinking? What challenges have you got? How can I support you? And they may ask you the same. So anybody within a team, remember, the manager, the leader, the director, they're people just like us. So maybe somebody reaching out to the owners and the director saying, how are you? Is there any way that I can support you? I've noticed you've been a little bit quieter lately or your energy's not been there. Can I support you in any way? And just asking somebody, it straight away helps them have an awareness of how they're being perceived. And they're like, wow, this person's really looking out for me. So any manager, leader, director or owner, I would be saying your main role right now is just to see how people are. Give them your time, give them your effort, give them your energy a different way. Yeah, I mean, that again, super powerful. That That's worth number four on your chart there, which is connection. So score yourself uh, okay. daily on connection, connecting with your team. Um, it's something, like I'm, it's something I'm going to do after this call. I've, I've been connecting a lot as, as group scrums, but just with the leadership team. So something I've, I've wrote down here is start connecting with individual uh, individual people I don't really rarely speak to. So thank you for that. Yeah. But okay. something, somebody suggested the other day that there was three times check-ins a day. So three times check-ins with three different people a day. And that's not just work colleagues, you know, that's friends, family, loved ones, relatives. Um, it was only this morning that I was sat in my chair thinking, 
I'm going to contact my head teacher from my primary school, you know, because he's such a special person to me, as you know, a guy that inspired me so much as a young person. I'm just going to drop him a phone call because he's that old school. His phone number's still in the phone book. So I can easily go to the phone book and ring his house and just say, how are you? How are you doing? So can we check in with three people a day? It might be three different people. You may not have three different people a day, but if you're checking in with three people, just asking them, how are you? I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. That will grow such powerful relationships. I really believe right now, Mark, that the organizational culture can really be brought together so strong that when we come out of this storm, that we're really ready to go. You know, I've talked a lot this week to organizations, to owners of companies, that are we getting ready to be ready? So are we getting ready to be ready? Because when we come out of this, have we got a group of people that's going to pull together and really go for it, all guns blazing? Or have we got a fractured organization where we've actually acted on impulse, we've forgot about people, and we've focused on the numbers too much? So can we stay people-focused even when it's in a dark time like this? That will show the true culture of all organizations there because it's easy when things are going well and we're doing really well, we're ringing the bell and we're high-fiving and the, the new work coming in. It's so easy. But it's easy when it's easy. How are we going to behave when it's not? Because that's a sign of a true character. In my opinion, like the manager said to me, the sign of a character is how you perform when the conditions aren't great. Because I know that if you perform when the conditions aren't great, you've got my back when they are. So... Um, getting ready to be ready, managers, leaders, are we, are we working now on new opportunities in these times that when we come out of it, we're ready to go and serve people, serve our customers? Yeah, thank you, Luke. Uh, so agree with you. Um, I want to touch on some parenting, but before I do, I just uh, I wrote a note earlier about you had a call with a company around about 70, 90 employees and you was doing, uh, you had like a fitness day, a yoga day. How did that yeah. go down? Because it's something yeah. we'd be interested in doing, but I do know in, in our business, some people are not into fitness. They might be body conscious yeah. or they don't, they don't really come on them kind of um, work experiences. They'd rather, they'd rather come on. Other. How do you get everyone involved in something what can be quite intimidating? Do you know what, Mark? It's not actually the yoga. It's the bringing. Pe it's another reason to bring people together, which we wanted to create. Now, many people may not enjoy or want to do yoga because, like you say, body conscious. Just turn your camera off so people can't see you. That's one simple way of doing it. If you are on the Zoom. However, what was great yesterday with Portia, the lady that did the yoga session, she was showing stretches and exercises to do if you sat on your chair or you want to stand up and do it. So even if you're sat at your desk, she was giving people opportunity to do, to stretch, to keep mobile, to keep energized while you sat down. So what we found was, I was actually too focused, because I joined in the session myself, I was too focused on trying to do the balancing moves myself. And I can honestly say, I didn't see anybody else. I was focused on the instructor. And people that was a bit conscious of their, you know, maybe didn't want to be on camera, they just turned the cameras off. But 71 people, was on that yoga session yesterday. Um, other people couldn't make it due to work reasons, but people was on there. Tomorrow we've got the fitness session. Now, people might not want to do it, but the instructor's going to do that beginner, intermediate, and advanced movements for people that may never have exercised before, right, through to people that, that do. The reason behind all these different activities, Mark, is to get us to look forward to the next interaction with everybody, more than the actual importance of the activity itself. 
Yeah, I love it, Luke. Yeah, good shout. Um, parenting. So I'm yeah. a parent. I keep pausing my microphone on mute because I've got a five-year-old running up and down the stairs just in, just in front of us. I know you're a parent and I know many of our listeners are parents. Yeah. So <laughs> what advice do you have for, uh, I know you mentioned it in the early, early uh, stage of this podcast for yeah. working life, family life and parenting. I know you work with over <laughs> yeah. 60,000 students over the years. Yeah. Um, have yeah. you got any advice for us? Do you, do you know what? Like when people say you've got any advice, it's... Um, <laughs> What, what I never want to be is the person that gives the theory of this is how we should do things and tell people because there's no doubt there's a camera on me every day that I was with my children. People would go, well, you didn't teach that, Lou, did you? You know, a classic example is I remember my little eight-year-old when she was six. I knew I put my car keys on the side. And then I go to my car keys and the car keys aren't on the side. So I look at my daughter and go, Sienna, can I have my car keys, please? I need to go. And it was like two years ago. She went, Dad, I haven't touched your car keys. I said, Sienna, you always hide my car keys because you don't want me to leave. Where have you put my car keys? She's like, Dad, honestly, I promise, pinky promise, I have not touched your car keys. She went, have you checked your pockets? I'm like, Sienna, come on. I'm, 40, I'm 39 years of age, I wasn't. Of course I've checked my pockets. She went, well, check again. And I go in my pocket and there's the car keys. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, sorry, sweetheart. I said, my car keys are in my pocket. She went, and, and her words was really interesting. She went, Dad, do you know all them people that you talk to about, you know, being helpful and caring? I said, yeah. She went, what would they say if they thought that you was accusing me of nicking car keys without even asking me? And I was like, wow. So giving advice, I would give suggestions and I'd like to share my experiences, what worked for me and what I feel potentially could work in these times. So working with children, we've obviously got our own pressures as adults, which our children do not understand yet, depending on what age they are. And it's important that we realize that our children are going through a lot of transition as well. So they're going through a lot of change from seeing their friends every day, having break time, seeing their favorite teacher, going to their sports club, um, playing with friends. So all of a sudden, they're not overly sure of what's happening because they don't understand the world as much as we do. So it's important that we're as open with them as we can and share our challenges as parents by speaking to our children and going, do you know right now, son, I've got a lot of challenges on. I've got a company, I've got work. I'm doing my best to find ways of us to get through this period. And I really am sorry if for any reason I maybe speak a bit sharper than I usually do. It isn't you. It's because I'm feeling it right now. And once we help our children understand what we're thinking and feeling, they'll show empathy towards us because children are amazing. They will know when we're under pressure and under stress. And if we've been open with them and shared it, that, do you know what, guys? I'm feeling stuff right now. I, I would love you to support me through these times. And then putting some kind of guidance of how to in terms of if they're doing their schoolwork, um, from 9am till 9.30, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do my work at 9am till 9.30. You're going to do your schoolwork from 9am till 9.30. And if for any reason you get stuck, here's a list of things that you can do instead of coming and knocking on my door as I'm recording a podcast with somebody or I'm doing an important conference call with my work colleagues. Here's three things that you can do. So if you get stuck in your math homework at 9 till 9.30, these are the three options. Option number one, um, 
wash the pots for your mum. Option number two, take the pots out of the dishwasher. Option number three, play a game with your little sister or do a drawing. Whatever happens, unless you really need to, you just don't knock on my dad's door for 30 minutes. And I won't knock on your door, you won't knock on my door. And at half time, we come together again and we have a 15 minute break together as a family. And by working with our children rather than talking at them, I think that will make a big difference. One lady I spoke to yesterday, she was having challenges with her children. We suggested the night before, she said to her children, what do you want to achieve tomorrow, guys? What work would you like to do? What's your goals tomorrow? What, we've got all this schoolwork to do. Let's choose, what would you prefer to do? And they start, I'd like to do this, I'd like to do that. And they write a list. And then you go, okay, so what parts of the day would you like to do it? And they choose it because by them becoming independent and feeling it's their choice, we all like to, we know, don't like to be told what to do, we like to choose what to do. They'll feel more empowered to do it and allow you your space to do what you need to do. And then what you can do, it's like they're choosing it. So with a lady yesterday, we suggested, can your children teach you something? And the reason I say that is because my daughter stood here the other day and did a 20 minute um, session on fractions. And I was sat there thinking, I hope she doesn't ask me for the answer. She was asking us and she was answering them, which was very fortunate. So can our children do a little class on math? Can they do a little reading session that we participate in? So they become the teacher because the best way to learn is to teach. And if we can empower our young people right now to be independent and accountable, they'll become empowered by this situation and they will help us rather than hinder us. So to break that down, I would say number one, involve them in what they want to do with the things they need to get through. Number two, help them build the schedule for how they're going to do it, when they're going to do it. And number three, allow them to be the teacher, allow them to teach us, not just us teach them, because they'll be way better than most of us at teaching right now because they're seeing it every day. They will model their teacher's behavior. My little girl literally stood here and she was role modeling subconsciously her teacher, the way she was telling people things. And I, I put my hand up and said, can I go to the toilet, miss? And she goes, it's breaking 10 minutes, can you wait? I'm like, okay, I'll wait. So, but it was an enjoyable experience. Because no matter what, this is going to be challenging by trying to work, have friendships, relationships, all in one house and hardly leaving. So doing things together as much as we can, but really empowering our children to become independent through this period. Yeah, and I suppose that comes back to us as, uh, as managers and leaders as well. I, th I think during these, these challenging times, gone are away are the 915 working. If, if you've got people yeah. working for you who are parents, give them that flexibility. Uh, there's a guy who worked for us, his wife's a doctor, um, and he's, he's got his son at home and he's having to work sort of at five or seven in the morning and then come back, back online at three, which we, we want to support our team in doing that. So uh, yeah. a bit of suggestion to everyone out there, give flexibility. As long as the work gets done that day, it doesn't matter what time frame, depending yeah, if, if clients don't need calls. So good stuff, Luke. Thank you. Um, I mentioned earlier, you, you spend 80, 90% of your time traveling the country. You're always up yeah. on stage. You're always speaking to big audiences. This has been a real game changer for you, stuck in your, your, th your third bedroom with a whiteboard. It's, it's something yeah. you've, uh, you've probably never done before. Um, yeah. What, what have you got planned for the next coming months? And obviously, we're on lockdown for three weeks as, uh, as we are now. This could go on a lot longer. What's your plan for the coming months? So really just focusing on this, 
impact? How can I have an impact on the people in front of me, even though it's going to be via a telephone, um, Skype, Zoom, whatever it is? How can I have an impact on the lives of other people? So I've been doing regular Zoom calls now with um, organizations that everybody's been Zooming in at certain parts of the day. But for kind of sessions like we've done today, they may have a specific challenge that they want me to go through with them and support them. It may be just a, a new face with a new message and a new uh, injection of energy from me, which hopefully I'll bring to everybody that I speak to. I'm also doing programs for children as well. So um, as you mentioned earlier, I've worked with 60,000 young people now across England and America. And for a long time, Mark, I've been wanting to create online programs for young people and adults. But my main focus is for the younger generation. I've been looking at creating online programs. So actually, the work that I do face-to-face, -face, what's the reason I'm not doing it online? And the only reasons have been is time to create and develop it because I've been back-to-back -back three to four, sometimes five days a week in schools, in businesses, in sports teams, actually stood on a stage working and working with these organizations that I just haven't set aside the time to develop my work online. So really, for me, being locked up in a house, is an opportunity to start creating the programs that I would love young people to be able to go through. And it's just sped up the, speeded up the process, really. So I'm literally now, hopefully starting next week on Wednesday, we're going to be releasing my first talk to young people. And off the back of that, we're going to deliver a six-session program of inspiring the next generation for primary school children and secondary school children. And the reason I'm doing it quicker than I would have thought of is because I'm getting so many messages from parents and the same question of you, Luke, I know you've worked with my child in a certain school. Is there anything you're going to do through this period to support them? And I'm all about the impact on other people. So I'm straight away, okay, yes, I will. Just let me create the content. Let me create the software to use it. And we're going to get it out there really quick. So it's going to be really interesting over the next two, three months of how much content can I get out there to help people via my mobile phone and a whiteboard, as you say, in my third bedroom. How can I do it? So I'm really excited for that challenge as well. But I'll tell you one thing, Mark, the more of this that I do, it creates more energy in myself because I love giving. It means I'm putting more effort into everything that I do and my enthusiasm is getting stronger all the time. So as I'm finding new ways of creating content and putting it online, I'm getting more creative in the way that I'm thinking because we all need to shift the way that we work. No matter what you do, I really believe that this is going to change the way that we work for, for a very long time. And it's important that we adapt. It's not about how we've always done things. Can we adapt? Can we be flexible? How can we still have an impact with the resources that we've got? When everybody was rushing to the supermarket to buy uh, loo roll and milk, I rushed into the works and I bought a stand, and the stand that this phone's on, it's actually for a canvas. I thought it was for a flip chart. <laughs> and uh, I bought this, and now that's my phone holder. I found an old whiteboard that my friend come around and stuck to the wall for me, and I've got a marker pen. So we don't have to have all the resources in the world to have an impact on other people. Just bring your energy, your effort, and enthusiasm to everybody that you come across, and just, just get it out there. Don't, don't, you said something to me the other day, don't overcomplicate things, just keep it simple. And I'm just keeping it simple. I'm literally stood here in my front room, delivering my message to as many people as would love to listen. Luke, thank you so much. Really enjoyed that. 
I've wrote a load of notes out. I'm going to go away and implement some of these. Have a chat with our leadership team and team members. Uh, I'm well up for the uh, the fitness session weekly. See what the team yeah. think of that. Uh, can't thank you enough. Anything you need from us, give us a shout. Give to give, as you say. We're here to help. You're a good friend of mine as well. So uh, keep going. Keep impacting lives, especially the younger generation as well. I wish you the best. And uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. I'd just like to say thanks to you as well for encouraging me to do this and all the support that you, especially yourself, Ricky, and all the team at Digital 22, absolutely magnificent. The support you reached out to me and said, Luke, how can we help you get your message out there? And this is one of them. So I really appreciate you taking the time to think of me. That's one of you checking the done, which is amazing. Yesterday it went from a call to a podcast to an interview, which is amazing. So I believe life attracts light. Let's support each other as much as we can through these challenging times. So we're ready. We're getting ready to be ready when we come out of this. So thanks very much, Mark. Take care. Take care, Luke. Have a great day. Thank you so much. <laughs>